from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Thursday, June 30th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Hundreds of thousands of British workers go on strike to protest austerity measures, but other Brits are pleased that the government is dealing with the deficit. Also, details emerge about talks between the U.S. and the Taliban. Could be that the Taliban are just tired of war. They're very patriotic, and basically they want to break their links, I think, with al-Qaeda and this whole idea of global jihad and go back home. Also ahead, China's Communist Party turns 90. These stories and much more still to come. BBC News with David Austin. A United Nations tribunal investigating the murder of the former Lebanese Prime Minister Rafi Kariri in 2005 has delivered a sealed indictment to the Lebanese authorities. The suspects have not been named, but Lebanese officials say several of them are members of the Shia organisation Hezbollah, including one senior commander. Owen Bennett-Jones reports from Beirut. Rafi Kariri and 22 others were killed in a massive truck bomb in central Beirut in 2005. The Lebanese authorities now have 30 days to try to make some arrests, after which the names could be made public. If, as most people expect, there are no arrests, then eventually the tribunal says it has the right to try suspects in absentia. Meanwhile, Rafi Kariri's son, Saad Hariri, who recently stood down as Prime Minister, has described the indictments as an historic day in the political, judicial and moral life of the Lebanese people. Members of the Greek parliament have passed a second austerity bill, securing continuing financial support from international creditors. A majority of MPs approved the measures that include an introduction of income tax for low-paid workers and pay cuts for civil servants. Malcolm Brabant reports from Athens. The final vote that effectively saved Greece from default was passed by a comfortable majority. 155 MPs said yes. There was a resounding silence from the streets. The demonstrators who caused such mayhem yesterday knew that this was little more than a rubber stamping and stayed away from Constitution Square. The procedural vote now means that Greece has done as it was told by the European Union and International Monetary Fund. In return, it will receive $17 billion in mid-July and will be able to pay its bills. Hundreds of thousands of public sector workers in Britain have taken strike action against proposed cuts to their pensions. Unions say half a million people have stopped work. Strikers were protesting against plans to increase the pension age and change the way pensions are linked to inflation. Protests took place in cities around the country and in London. Jane Peel reports. Carrying brightly coloured balloons, banners and placards, teachers, lecturers, civil servants and their supporters turned out to demand fair pensions for all. They marched to Westminster where the leaders of the four unions involved attacked the coalition government and the Labour leader Ed Miliband, who's described the strikes as a mistake. The General Secretary of the PCS, Mark Sawatka, told a rally that 85% of its members had walked out today, disrupting courts, ports, airports, museums and government departments. Jane Peel. The Russian Foreign Minister, Sergei Lavrov, says France's reported airdrop of weapons to the Libyan opposition fighters appears to be a flagrant violation of the UN Security Council resolution. He said Russia was seeking urgent confirmation as to whether the reports were correct. World News from the BBC. 
A meeting of the African Union has started in Equatorial Guinea with a speech by the head of the AU Commission saying that the problems of African youth are one of the causes for the recent uprisings in North African countries. The Libyan issue is dominating the conference, with the host, President Obiang Ngema, strongly criticising Western interference in Libya. Thomas Fessi reports. The African Union Commission Chief Jinping said in his opening speech that deliberations over the Libyan crisis were the most anticipated at the summit. He said the committee set up to discuss the conflict was considering all possible options in favour of a political solution. According to Mr Ping, the Lib